Roger Ebert of the Chicago Sun-Times calls this movie engaging entertainment with some big laughs and a sort of warm goofiness. Richard Schickel of Time Magazine says, there's much more here than tall guy, short guy jokes. And Janet Maslin of the New York Times says this is the sort of movie that seems to be made of styrofoam. It's instantly disposable, but it won't quickly disappear. On this episode of Ruined Childhoods, we decide the fate of twins. Which one will it be? Hello, everyone, and welcome to another Rune Childhoods. I am Dan Wiener, one of your hosts, and with me is my award-winning brother oh, and co-host. Stop. Yes. Hey, uh, it's me. Um, it's like when they announced that we had won this podcast award, I could not stop laughing. And it, what's funny is like the this podcast is about immigrant and refugee youth yes my first podcast was about erotic fan fiction that's and, right uh, well everyone's gonna start to somewhere think... <laughs> you know james and, cameron uh, was making schlock with roger corman be- long before he was king of the world so this is this is true this is very true and exploring the depths of the sea um and also i want to take this moment to to mention that uh you know, even though we're only a few episodes in on Ruined Childhoods, this isn't even the latest and newest podcast that I've started. Dan, you, you don't even know about this yet. No. You don't even know about this. Um, I'm Louise learning and I, about it with Louise, everybody else. Louise, who is my other um, podcast counterpart, we have uh, the podcasts. I have a great idea, but I'll never do it. And Louise at Beaver, And now we have... A brand new, very, it's short. They're like two-minute episodes. Oh. It's a show called Got It. And it's a like fast-paced wordplay game show podcast. And it's called mm. Got It. And uh, it's it's hitting the, the airwaves currently. It's available on some platforms right now, not all of them. Um, so that's how new it is. So I I'm gonna check this out. <laughs> it's on. It's you can find it on Spotify, Google Podcasts. Um, hey hey, I think there are a few other ones. Got it. Got it. Got it. <laughs> it's Great. it's just really fun and goofy. Anyway, yeah, but that's not what we're here to talk about. We no, are here no. to talk about twins. Twins. Ivan Reitman directed it 1988. That's right. uh, So, and John, so as I was kind of, as I was reminiscing about seeing it in the theater, I I remembered it being a a family film that we saw and you were five and a half. Right. What do you remember as a five and a half year old going to see Twins? (laughs) I mean, I remember watching this movie a zillion times as a kid. 
Like, yeah. I, I could not tell you what the first experience was like, but I certainly was not aware when I was five and a half what a beaker of semen looked like. Um, you had never heard of a sperm milkshake before. No, no, that was all new to me. Um, <laughs> you know, the the more I watched it as an adult, I, I you know realized more and more, and I was like, oh, got oh, it. Never oh, realized, oh. never realized what that was all about before. Um, yeah, but yeah, but you know, you remember the things like born to be bad, and you know those those fun moments. And like, you know, Danny DeVito shouting five million dollars in his weird house. Tonight is your night, bro. (laughs) The uh, them eating nuked food. Those are the things that I remember. Dumping the the cheese onto the onto the uh, was it the The takeout? It was takeout eggplant eggplant parm or something. Yeah. Yeah. And then, yeah, I like nuked food. Um, It's just. It's such a delightful, memorable film. I I feel like had it been done any differently, it could have just been awful. Just awful. Yeah. Well, there's so I'm, many weird things about it that I'm just like, wait a second, what? <laughs> so I mean, well, first of all, the the concept, which we'll we'll review if if you're not familiar or if, if it's a, a hazy memory from the past. So basically the concept was a movie poster of Danny it's DeVito. It's a very memorable poster. Yeah, like Danny DeVito next to Arnold Schwarzenegger and they're wearing identical suits. And I feel like in one of the posters they were wearing sunglasses and one he's like, Danny DeVito's like leaning on right. him. Yeah. But- it was just the idea, the concept that Danny DeVito and Arnold Schwarzenegger, who up to, I mean, in, as of 1988, all of his big films had been action films. And right. in thinking and thinking back to to what he had done the years prior, I, I really don't think his, I feel like his kind of box office draw power was was going down i don't remember like raw deal or red heat mm-hmm. being that popular like i guess he had the running running man i think was a was sure was pretty successful um but terminator was in 1984 commando was in 85 and was terminator 2 90 89 91 91 wow 91 okay. Yeah, and Total Recall was ninety. Oh, okay. So yeah. Schwarzenegger, as as was Kindergarten Cop, but we'll we'll talk about that another time. Yes, we will. Another, I, I don't uh, even Ivan wanna... Reitman Arnold collab. The the trilogy, the um the trilogy with Junior, the, with Junior. Yeah, with, yeah. We we may not talk about really ever. Well, again. it's it's worthy of bringing up as being the kind of like follow up to twins where it's like, Hey, this worked pairing the two of them together. Let's do it again. Well, and somewhat thematically similar because it involves this like r- radical experiment involving sure. pregnancy. It's just a different, it's just okay. getting Arnold Schwarzenegger pregnant. Yeah. That movie is twisted. Um, but as yeah, is this one, as is twins. So the, the concept is that 
in, um, I guess it would have been the early 1960s. Yeah, about that. I think I, I want to say early 1960s. There was the like in the deep, deep recesses of this New Mexico research facility. It's kind of it's like Area 52, um, yeah. <laughs> down deep below the surface of the planet. Um, there was the this experiment conducted to to create and really a um, a Hitlerian, if you will, experiment to create the then that that has nothing to do with Arnold Schwarzenegger's Austrian nationality, by the way. Sure. Um, which actually it was funny because this was the film. Um, one of the original titles for it was The Experiment. And right, right, right. They yeah, they changed it because yeah, Arnold is Austrian. So yeah, twins is much was, better. But it was this experiment to create the perfect person. Like the, right, the the I forget how they phrase it in the film, but they're so they get the the smartest, the most athletic, like this fo- uh, football player and Nobel Prize right. winners, and like all the the people who embody the finest qualities of of human beings. All at least all of the white men who who do. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, um, to contribute to the aforementioned speaker of sperm slash milkshake, which is as Danny DeVito um, refers to it. So they, they kind of, they put this together. And I suppose if you know anything about science, you just kind of have to shut off the logic department of your brain. Yeah, pretty much. And they impregnate the, um, they impregnate this um, young woman, um, a young artist played by a, young Heather Graham making her right. screen debut as Marianne Benedict and Marianne Benedict gives, uh, gives birth. And the first baby that comes out is they show the the baby's being born and he's, you know, big baby. I, I mean, the baby they used was probably six months old, but right. um, like calm, quiet, collected. But then there was this, Another baby that came out who was acting much more like acting like a normal baby. (laughs) Right. (laughs) But um, so this turns out to be uh, Julius played by Arnold Schwarzenegger and Vincent played by Danny DeVito. And Julius is brought to this island with one of the one of the scientists. This is another weird twisted part about it. Sure. Yeah. Just to like be raised in seclusion like just reading and studying and learning languages and all this stuff i don't understand what the purpose was for this person because it seemed like at a certain point they're just like um all right go do your thing yeah yeah and and i want to get into i want to get into that in um in a moment because it's it's really it, it's strange because it's like, were you are like, did you keep him there to like cultivate him before unleashing him on the world? Like what, what did you do? But it doesn't seem like there was really any plan. It really no, it's just seems like this scientist was like, you know what? I would love to take a baby boy to an Island and <laughs> try to, and raise him. I, I got guess. nothing else going on for the next 35 years. Yeah, why not? So he, <laughs> so the the movie kind of kicks off there here with Arnold's on the island, and he's told about this experiment, and um, 
is intrigued by the idea that he has a brother out there somewhere and in his mind it's it's another him right um and so he he does what 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 really anyone would do and he rows 40 miles i think it is to the nearest island the visual of him rowing on that little raft where it's, it's like so zooming across the ocean is amazing yeah <laughs> yes it <laughs> It's fantastic. He, he and then it's you just see it's all this fish out of water. He's he you know he's in a plane for the first time and hears rock music for the first time. Well, and, if you want to call yakety yak rock music, and, and you know, I mean, to him it was if he had only sure. been listening. I, I'm assuming he was raised on classical there on the island. Um, so he, so Julius goes to find Vincent. Vincent is is just kind of the ultimate screw up he's uh he's got some he's he has multiple businesses i guess he's just kind of a career criminal um but it's all uh under the guise of vincent benedict incorporated which according to his office door uh lists him (laughs) as a sports agent artist representative Import, export, automobile sales, rental, leasing, and wholesale patio furniture, which comes back when we go to his house and you just see all of his furniture as patio furniture. That's right. That's right. And, and <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So he's in debt. He's being hunted down by these guys, the Klain brothers, who, I, who are like loan sharks. And he, uh, he owes them all this money. He he has this kind of arrangement with the attendant at the the local airport parking garage, played by David Caruso. Yeah, pre NYPD Blue, right? And so David Caruso, like whenever there's, I guess, a, a nice car that would be a good thing to steal and and bring to a chop shop, David Caruso calls Vincent, and, and Vincent comes over. So, um. Oh wait, where yeah. he's in he's in prison. So he's in prison when Julius. He's finds in him. prison because yes, he's in prison because uh, he is getting a parking ticket, and they look check his license, and it's been it's expired. So right. he gets tossed in jail. So I'm sure there's more to it than that. I don't know. Oh, when we that first... seems. But actually, when we when we meet. Vincent, though, um, he's just he's having sex with some woman during the day and her husband comes home. Yeah. Hi, honey. I'm home. Yeah. So. Yeah. yeah, He's apparently major womanizer. Sure. Yeah. Yeah, Not a good guy. Anyway. Yeah. So Julius finds him in prison because he was tipped off by a nun at the orphanage where Vincent was saying he's, if you want to try to find him, best place to look is jail. Right. And sure and enough, that's where he is. You know who plays the nun? I never realized this before. So her uh, actress by the name of Frances Bay. Okay. Who was in, I, I, oh, she, so she was, she played uh happy Gilmore's grandma in happy. Gilmore. Oh, right. And also was in, uh, David Lynch's Wild at Heart. I'm pretty sure right. that's the movie where I first 
really noticed her. But it was just funny to see her in like, oh, oh, that's who I didn't realize that was her. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, uh, he finds him in prison. It, we don't have to go through every beat of the no. movie, but basically no. they um, they have this weird connection that uh, helps them find each other. They have this serious twin tuition and um, they end up both dating sisters who Vincent oh, yeah. has a history with. It's just this whole thing. And um, basically the real plot moving forward is that uh, a car that Vincent steals has this uh, engine in it that's worth $5 million. So he is bringing it to... Uh, Houston $5 million dollars yeah to collect his reward uh, for the stolen engine that he has and on the way they are all going to go to New Mexico to try to find their mother Marianne and Who, um, and they, they had all been told all this time well, Vincent was just in an orphanage they had all right. been told the mother was told that the babies died right the babies were told that the mother died right so or not obviously not when they were babies. Not babies, yeah. No, but the kids, Julie's and Vincent were told that their mother died, so all of this is a revelation and oh yeah, because Julius hunts finds one of their their fathers. Yeah, which I thought would have been a bigger moment. It's yeah, it's kind of this weird thing that's forgotten and Vincent really just doesn't care. And no, by not the at way, all. yeah, and this guy who's one sixth his biological father has you know, is is a famous was a famous football player and is loaded. So right, yeah, you think they'd care more? Missed but I mean, it should it is worth noting that um, that guy's grandchild is played by Jason Reitman, director of wonderful Juno, director up in the air. Yeah, um, thank you for smoking. He's a wonderful director. Uh, Going to be doing adult. the new Ghostbusters. That's right. Um, yeah. Yeah, so, fantastic yeah. director. So, that, and it, it's funny you mentioned the so the twin tuition. One thing I had never noticed before was the brilliance of the song that plays over the ending credits. Oh my god, the little it's... Richard Philip Bailey collaboration. The lyrics are the. It starts with "What happened to you?" Hey, I could feel it. It it's the I I feel like I've never heard a song specifically about twin tuition before but that's I'll have the to lyrics play it at the to end this of, are amazing i was planning on playing the like two live crew yakety yak that was done for this movie at the end of this episode but i might do that song instead oh it's when you're twins the magic just never ends if one day is good then two is better <laughs> it's it's so crazy because yeah, it, that's the thing where it's like <laughs> growing up, I never processed the fact that they did have this psychic connection. Like Arnold Schwarzenegger, well, Julius finds Vincent in Houston, Texas, using nothing <laughs> but just guessing. Yeah. And he yeah. finds him in the most like random you know, factory <laughs> parking lot at the perfect time, just the right moment. Yeah. So, so that's a thing that like no one talks about with this movie. No, I mean, it. well, it's, it's pretty, 
it's it's pretty absurd. You have to really suspend your disbelief if you're oh, yeah. above, you know, if you're over 12 years old. Yeah. So I don't know. I, I, I didn't have these logic problems with it. I was 11 when I saw it. So when I saw right. it for the first time. But so, yeah. yeah, so basically um, when they go to New Mexico, they go to the artist colony where they are told their mother lives. The woman there says that Mary Ann Benedict has died. And it turns out that that is her. But she thought that they were people trying to buy the land to build a golf course on it. So... She just kind of shoes them away until she sees the newspaper article. And I think like USA Today at the end, that's about the front, like the front page of USA right. Today. Sure. Slow news day. <laughs> so these these two brothers who uh, retrieved a stolen engine, like, I don't know what the thing is. And then that's what jet, she was like. It was like a super powerful, like it was a really powerful sure. jet engine. Yeah. So then they... Um, they're such good people. They can't possibly be trying to buy that land. They were telling the truth all along. And uh, she goes to find them and they go, Mama. <laughs> but I love how the 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 headline is like, Twins Return Stolen Jet Engine. I mean, I know we I know it wasn't, you know, this the you know, a new breaking news headline every five minutes like it is today. Yeah. But 1988 I, was not that slow. I also feel, yeah, I also feel like that headline should have been like, stolen jet engine recovered, but wait, there's way more. Like, right. And maybe not the, USA the Today. The people who found it, yeah, it's like, and it turns out that the people who found it are the products of a weird genetic experiment gone half completely right and half completely wrong. <laughs> like that's the whole of the story sell that more they're missing there. with that. I know. Come on. So uh anyway, that's so so twins um there's always been the rumor and talks and I think that like there may there's probably I think actually Josh Gad is the writer on a script for Twins 3 in which they discover that there's a third played by Eddie Murphy. Oh, is it not being called triplets? Called triplets, whatever. But my issue with that is that in Twins, they say, you know, yes, the embryo split into two. Like, they had every opportunity to mention this. I don't know that there well, was not a, to a mention. Third. Well, yeah, and they show the fi- and I understand it's like yes, you could you could cover that up. You you could you know say like oh yeah, well we didn't. But then it's like what? Then what's the message? Oh, we didn't tell you about the black guy. Yeah, like what? Where did he go? Right. You know, which, yeah, no, it, I mean, unless he ended up as Billy Ray Valentine and in, in Philadelphia, mm. it, it doesn't. <laughs> it's it just doesn't make any. I know that no. this movie is a fantasy movie, essentially, but like it just doesn't make any sense. No, I agree with you 100 percent. I, I There I, are, I think, however, other ways to go about revisiting this property. Oh, absolutely. 
Agreed. What are, what are your th- what are your thoughts on that subject? Dwayne Johnson and Kevin Hart. Okay, they are. I mean, look, and and first of all, I want to I'm going to throw this out there, and I because Kevin Hart is a, it's a controversial, person. not a good guy, and right, not not someone, right, but I feel like if if he's going to move forward, if he's going to have a continue to have a, a career and be successful, if he can kind of make that, if he can kind of somehow make it right for saying some or tweeting some pretty awful things, or I guess one really awful thing. Yeah. But in, in a world where, where we can accept Kevin Hart in movies again, a Kevin Kevin Hart and Dwayne Johnson are you know they're friendly they've they've teamed up before and I think they have great chemistry. Did you see Central Intelligence? I did not because I don't want to watch Kevin Hart. I love The Rock, love Dwayne Johnson, yeah. but uh I just can't watch Kevin Hart. I mean yeah, it's too bad because Central Intelligence was actually a, a pretty... I didn't expect anything out of it, and I thought it was pretty good and pretty charming. So, so yeah, so I guess if, 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 we're, if we're pitching this in, in the, the real world we live in right now, Kevin Hart might not be the best choice. So, I mean, I definitely... The, the first obvious thought is The Rock, but... I took it in a bit of a different, and this is if we are doing a reboot or remake. I'm thinking, my, yeah, remake. Yeah, my thought would have been Chris Hemsworth and Jonah Hill. Oh. <laughs> right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I I feel like I would enjoy watching the two of them. You know what? Um, you could get some great humor. At, so if you let Chris Hemsworth be, you know, be Australian and say sure. that he was an Australian, because I feel like there's this thing about, there's just this thing about Australians being hot. And you know what? He's also really funny. Like he, he, is. he is. He's really good at doing comedy. And obviously Jonah Hill is and you know i was thinking about it and it's like the reason why they picked danny devito is just because he looks and acts that certain way he's so much smaller and i was like well do we really have to be going like the small route i mean it's more just the the characteristics the the fast talking which i mean kevin hart definitely has that too kevin hart's also significantly shorter so there's that but like it's really an attitude thing. Yeah, they have to look different enough, but like they don't necessarily, there's only one Danny DeVito. Right. And, and that's so the obvious choice to be the opposite of an Arnold Schwarzenegger type. And I mean, you said it earlier that the premise is Arnold Schwarzenegger and Danny DeVito are twins. I believe that, well, the, the lore is that the pitch for this movie was Arnold Schwarzenegger and Danny DeVito are twins. And it was sold based on that. And I mean, it it works, even though it's a crazy bananas movie. It like it works because of those people, and it yeah. it proved. I mean, it's not like Arnold 
did really did much comedy in it. It just wasn't action. I mean, right. you know, he he fought people, so it could be argued that like he well, still did kind of his Arnold Schwarzenegger thing, but he was just a friendly guy. He was very, he, but he, what he did was play very naive, mm-hmm. very childlike, right? So opposite any of his other roles yeah uh, up to this point and he like that innocence the glee when they're doing like during the car scene when he's driving the the convertible when he picks up the phone in the car i mean and that's also that's like talk this is vincent's car yeah (laughs) when when you're talking about remakes sometimes it's important to think about what sequences what scenes what aspects of the original are you going to keep and i feel like having a a a julius it doesn't have to be julius and vincent you can call him whatever you want but sure your your julius having been raised some in some remote location without any technology or now internet and then right. you and now he comes into the world that we have now and mm-hmm. it's even more bewildering, right? So, and I think it could, could also make be a... fun to, or just set it in 1988. Yeah, but then that's been done. <laughs> I mean, like, up. I, I I think you can. I think updating it makes just as much sense. Yeah, I agree. And um, I also had a thought for a prequel. A prequel, okay. Vincent Benedict Incorporated. He's got so many stories that we don't even know about. I'm sorry, How at the beginning, get... just as you were starting to say that, you 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 kind of had that Danny DeVito thing. Oh, I thought well, you were going to go really into an impersonation. No, no, not at all. I would never Charlie. dare. Um, he okay. We know that at 12 years old, he slept with a nun at the orphanage. So. That's interesting. He has his business where he is a sports agent, I, I, artist representative. I'm sorry, John. Does I? I don't think the the nun. I don't think the Catholic nun sleeping with a twelve year old is going to make it. To, is going to get greenlit these days. All I'm not saying as a comedy. is, look, this is not canon. Spotlight Part Two. Dan, it's canon. It happened. <laughs> we. I want to know about this wholesale patio furniture scheme that he's got going on. Well, now there's. Now, now, there's something to talk about. There's something to dig into. <laughs> but Vincent Benedict I, Incorporated. Well, I thought I thought your your prequel would go back to this the this experiment and these doctors coming up with this idea. And one of them definitely doesn't the one who raised he's what is his accent? The doctor who raises Julius. I want to say that he, I don't know where he's from originally, but I felt like he was trying to do an Austrian, or he was doing an Austrian accent just to like make it make sense that Arnold Schwarzenegger has his accent. So this movie theoretically has an Austrian doctor in the late 80s who at this point, or or who would have been you know, in the definitely old enough to have been a Nazi. Sure. Let's just cut to the point here. Yeah. Um, but they're trying to make the perfect human, and it's it, 
if we're he's talking a, about things that are problematic. Whoa, hey, yeah. there's a prequel. That's, what if this that's was very interesting? What if this was like an experiment that he was like trying to make happen, and then, oops, we lost the war, yeah. and he and and of course you know a lot of a lot of like German scientists were then hired by the United sure. States government. Yeah, so they did it say it's an American experiment. Sense. Yeah, and yeah, so. so one one other thing that this has nothing to do with prequels, sequels, or reboots or remakes, but okay, Heather Graham plays um, the you know the mother thirty five years ago. We'll say, yeah, it's been thirty one years, thirty years since this movie came out. What does Heather Graham look like? Pretty much the exact same thing. What does the woman that is playing their mother look like? That's like the 35 years later, an old lady. That's bananas. She shouldn't look that old. I mean, I know that Heather Graham is an anomaly. Well, Heather Graham should probably look that old. I, yeah. Probably not that old. That looked like an old lady. I don't know. I haven't, I haven't been keeping up with Heather Graham for a while, so I don't know what she's been up to. Eh, you know, she, she was huge. awesome and awesome in Boogie Nights. She's she's just great. Um, yeah. I did have an idea for a sequel. Unless you have anything else to uh, to add for this? No, I think I I, I agree. I, I I like the the so the remake idea is is where I'd go with this. As far as casting, as far as casting goes. Yeah, I like the Chris Hemsworth Jonah Hill. I'd also be down for like exploring other options, yeah, and different ways to go. But or maybe it's, or, and I know we've talked about them before a lot, but maybe it's Kristen Wiig and Melissa McCarthy. Well, that, yeah, that was kind of one of the other things I was thinking about. Actually, was you know, I mean, not not to, and I feel like it's always like, well, let's now let's have a diverse cast or now let's have sure it, like as a gimmick but not it, like it's not a gimmick it's like it's a really good idea yeah so it, or i mean it's fraternal twins it could be chris hemsworth and melissa mccarthy i just think melissa mccarthy would be awesome <laughs> chris hemsworth the and Vincent melissa Roll. mccarthy might actually be really funny yeah <laughs> for sure interesting yeah <laughs> julia and vincent right my uh so my my other idea is a sequel and okay it's 30 years later and Julius and Vincent have been solving crimes using their twin tuition but now they have Are they to the like wonder twins <laughs> look it's canon that they've got this like weird psychic ability That's why true. are we not focusing on this more they both so scratch they, their ass the same way they absolutely do at the same exact time. And right. those are facts. It's canon. So we are 30 years uh, from when Twins takes place. Uh, we, they, they've been solving crimes using their, their twin tuition, but now they have to solve like some big major crime. Maybe it's involving one of their two sets of twins that they have. Um well, at that Maybe point, those twins could the, all those twins could have twins. 
they could have a whole colony of people just like the Benedicts all over the place. Twin nation. So maybe they're even trying to solve the like war crime, like the mystery of the war crimes of the doctor who created them in the first place. I don't know. While we're talking about it. So at a certain point, (laughs) it would just be funny if the movie opens and it's Julius, Julius and Vincent sitting across from each other. And it's all after all these years later. And, and Vincent just looks up and goes, wait a second. That doctor was a Nazi. Yeah. You're a Nazi experiment. Yeah. (laughs) And (laughs) Vincent, what do you mean? How am I only just realizing this now? So, yeah, uh, Julius travels back in time and using- He has to do uh, it naked, though. He Yes, he has to, right. The There's like crazy electricity all over the place, like and he's an like orb. in a crouched position. Yeah. Um, and then- He's got to uh, go steal someone's clothes. But he gets lost in time, and then uh, Vincent has to find him using the twin tuition. How is Vincent going to travel? Are we sending Vincent through naked as well? Look, I'm just spitballing here. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So what you're saying is that Julius has the ability to do it because he's read books. Hold on a second. Wait. Have we checked if Twins is in the Marvel Universe? Because they could easily hook up with Bill and Ted. I don't believe it is. Um, I don't think there's a a comic book adaption. It's a universal picture. Um, and I believe that was Bill and Ted Universal. No, Bill Bill and Ted was no. Orion originally. Orion, I think it's MGM, which is MGM. Yeah. Answer. Anyway, yeah. um, no, we can't bring this one into the into the Marvel universe, unfortunately. Well, well there. Well, but, well, uni- wait, hold on. Universal, Back to the Future. Oh, which we'll talk to at some point. We'll we'll talk about it at some point. Yeah. No, I don't. I yeah. That. So, well, it so wait, should where also does he be get new. stuck? Do we know where he gets stuck in time? I don't know. I'm not writing this whole thing right now. Um, That's up to Josh Gad. <laughs> We've gone He's, this far. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, other things that happen in Twins, he walks past a, a poster for Rambo 3, which um, came out. Was it like summer of eighty eight? Summer, summer, summer eighty eight. Yeah, yeah. And um, which twins beat in the box office that year narrowly? I think that it was pretty close. Oh, Rambo three, huh? Yeah, yeah. And it's funny because yeah, because Arnold he stands in front of the Rambo three poster and he, like flexes his muscle and he laughs at the Schwarzenegger thing. And oh yeah, it occurred to me. Throughout, you know, their the heydays of their careers, Arnold definitely did more throwing of shade at Sly than Sly did at Arnold. Not until Demolition Man did Sly oh, yeah. throw there some was, shots. So in, uh, I remember in Last Action Hero, there was there was definitely some shade thrown. It was it was the poster of Terminator Two with Stallone as the Terminator. Right. Which is so good. It's a yeah. good good gag. And, I like and Arnold, it. yeah, and Arnold goes on about how 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 good he is in it, right? Um, you know, it's too <laughs> bad. Last Action Hero 
It has one of my favorite. I I love his the Jack Slater uh, catchphrase. It was a big mistake, something like that. Yeah, yeah. Um, um, I I I actually really like that movie. I think it's a lot of fun. It's not a very good movie, but it's a lot of fun. Yeah, I don't know. I've I've had trouble. <laughs> I last time I tried watching it, I had trouble. But I didn't have it. I did really didn't with twins. I enjoyed revisiting twins i feel like in my most recent viewing of it which was yesterday um it was mostly just like huh i can't believe i never picked up on that before or like i don't know i, I mean the had, rotten tomatoes the rotten tomatoes score was surprisingly low very low though yeah. it got it got some it got good reviews from some top critics roger ebert really liked it that's surprising I know I was surprised at that yeah. as well, but you know, it's, it speaks to when I think about the, like really, I, I don't want to say significant directors of the 1980s, but really the directors that made the movies that we remember that, that we really remember fondly in the 1980s that aren't the, you know, the Martin Scorsese's and Francis Ford Coppola's and Steven Spielberg's. Mm -hmm. Ivan Reitman. Yeah. And these, I mean, directors who never were nominated for Oscars, really. Like Ivan Reitman, Richard Donner Uh is another one that comes to mind as as just one of those directors who I, I feel like does, don't get the recognition they deserve for what they contributed. Right. So, and Ivan Reitman, I mean... He, you know, Twins, Kindergarten Cop, Ghostbusters. Mm-hmm. Um, stri- did he direct Stripes? I believe so. He did Meatballs he, also. He did Meatballs. He pro- uh, produced Animal House. Right. But, I mean, you know, Ivan Reitman had a, a really, like, just hit after hit after hit. And you know what? You know what other hit he produced? Jason Reitman. That's <laughs> he did produce Jason Reitman. Good job, Ivan. Yeah, yeah no, and Jason Reitman, um, you know, is outstanding director. We've already talked about that. Yeah, for sure, absolutely. Um, so, I, I feel like when we're talking about uh, twins in terms of sequels, prequels, reboots, remakes. Um, my vote would definitely be for a sequel. Um, Arnold Schwarzenegger really hasn't done much in the acting, much acting lately that has stood out. He's done a lot of interesting, he's made a lot of interesting choices, but nothing that's really popped. He's got another Terminator coming out. Yeah, but like... I don't even remember. I don't know. I... I the last one, it, the Terminator. We'll talk about Terminator, Terminator another time. Terminator, but. Yeah, Terminator Genesis. I enjoyed. I thought it was fine, but like, and he was, and he was in that. That's like the last big movie that I can think of. That um, I mean, Ex- Expendables. Yeah, Expendables but like, two and three. Yeah, but eh, those are you fun. know, I like the Expendables movies. Sure, but like something fun. He hasn't really, yeah. you know. Now, it would be nice to see him do a, 
a comedy, yeah, and something, yeah, something fun like this. Yeah, I don't know though if I could get on board with a sequel, really at, at all. No, I like a sequel that picks up the story thirty years later. I just find it hard to. It's it's such a it, it's so based on that concept that. I, I feel like how are you going to make a sequel? I I don't see how this story really continues. I think a remake would be right. fine. I think a Twins I mean, for this generation would be the, great. The thing, though, is that the story, the, the plot of the movie is kind of meandering, where it's kind of like, okay, is the focus that they're trying to find their mother or that they're trying to reconnect or is the focus really on Vincent's, you know, schemes and, you know, what are in his relationships, but a remake could clean that up. Yeah, totally. A, a remake totally. could actually be an improvement in a lot of ways, except for the Arnold Schwarzenegger, Danny DeVito. What one thing yeah. I would have to insist on is keeping the name beetroot McKinley. Beetroot McKinley, that's right. <laughs> Beetroot. Beetroot. How they chose yeah. that name is amazing. I have no idea how that happened. No, I I it's don't. So know. good. I would love to know. That's the name of the the guy in Houston who's gonna, yeah, buy this uh, stolen jet engine. Yeah, yeah. So that's I would definitely yeah. keep that. And there, there's a lot of things that you could keep and and that you could even Im- I think improve on. Mm-hmm. So the other thing, um, the other movie, I guess, reference that's in this is that uh, the movie that's playing at the Chinese theater when uh, Arnold walk pa- walks past it is Willow, which we did talk about that last, last time, uh, right? I want to yeah. say last time we talked about the potential of a Willow part two. Which would be exciting. I, I mean, I haven't watched Willow since... I was a kid, so it's been a long time. I mean, I think yeah. w- when you're when you're in the realm of fantasy and sci-fi, for some reason, I feel like with fantasy, there's always it, it, it's less far-fetched to take to to create a sequel for something like Willow or add to the story of Willow but, but thirty Dan, something years later. Twins is a fantasy movie. They have psychic powers. Oh, you can't overlook this. You got me there. I mean, it, <laughs> it is really, it, if you think about the concept, it really is sci-fi fantasy. Julius flies to Houston. In a plane, finds, though. Not, he doesn't. F- oh, no, 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 no. That's true. We're he, not he that takes far a, into fantasy. He, he takes a flight to Houston. Then that would be the perfect human. To fi- Right. To find his brother using nothing and he finds him houston is a big city and he finds him he's also driving by the like, only giant it, convertible with steer horns the on horns, the hood. yeah well yeah but there's a montage of him standing and thinking and then going that's right i'm gonna go this way now like it they make what if they're recruited what, by the X-Men? Oh wait, they're not in the Marvel universe. Shit. Sorry. Yeah. That would be Fox. Disney. Soon. That's right. Yeah. 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 Jeez. 
But no, nope, so, wrong, um, wrong cinematic. This is the Reitman cinematic universe. <laughs> Ooh, that'd be interesting. So um, I'm trying to think if there's any, the I feel like any rebooty, remakey stuff that's been in the news lately, there's been a couple I, of things that are being adapted to television. Um, I'm what, chuckling what at the idea of the Reitman cinematic universe and that like the most realistic film in that universe would be probably Kindergarten Cop. Yeah. Or Meatballs. <laughs> yeah, even Stripes is a little... Out a little there. far-fetched. Yeah, but all right. So, so remake. Uh, so, any sequel news, remake news, um, new trailer for Aladdin, which I haven't seen. Yeah, I haven't watched that yet. I don't know if but, we really need to talk about that one again. Uh, no, but you know, I what I didn't realize though was that Guy Ritchie was directing the Aladdin remake. Huh. I didn't. I didn't realize that. Which. I'm not the world's biggest Guy Ritchie fan, but it does give me a moment's pause of thinking mm, that could work. The style. Uh, there, there is a uh, a new Charlie's Angels reboot coming about. Oh, that's awesome! The perfect movie <laughs> to reboot for the Me Too era. Let's see. Oh, uh, Elizabeth Banks is directing it. Which I'm totally okay, okay with. Yeah, she's, absolutely. She's fantastic. She directed, it was Pitch Perfect 3 her her directorial debut? Uh, I think so. I think so. Yeah, and I, I, I like those Pitch Perfect movies. So, but yeah, Elizabeth Banks is really talented. So, yeah, I'm going to, I'm interested and to know more with, about this. Um, so with Kristen Stewart? Yeah, Kristen Stewart. Naomi Scott, Jaiman Hunsu is Bosley. Okay. Oh, Naomi Scott is in Aladdin. Okay. She's Jasmine. There you go. So. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, yeah. I don't know. I think that's pretty much the biggest news in uh, the reboot world. I think so. Yeah. I haven't. Um, I'm. There's nothing else really on. That's on my radar right now. Yeah. Uh, but let's talk about what our next episode's going to be. On the next episode, we are going to be talking about Gremlins. It's a wonderfully bizarre duo of movies. Yeah, Gremlins and the sequel, Gremlins 2, and The New the Batch. The New Batch, yeah. Uh, so we'll- I watched Gremlins 2 recently. It's so crazy. I'm I, I actually I'm pretty sure you have my copy of it. That sounds about right. Um, yeah, I, maybe um, I'll revisit the maybe I'll revisit the first Gremlins. Which is that a Christmas movie? So it's set at Christmas, but I think it came out over the summer. Well, I, I we're, mean, we're, we're going to get is into it a. Movie that takes place. Every, I don't know. Just wondering. It, um, <laughs> well, it was a summer. Yeah, summer release. It'll be celebrating its 35th anniversary this June. So, oh. but we'll. Um, yeah. So Gremlins 1984 and Gremlins 2 1990. And for if if anybody is preparing um, for the next episode, uh, and, and you're going to be watching Gremlins and Gremlins 2 before you watch Gremlins 2. You need to watch the Key and Peel sketch about coming up with the Gremlins for Gremlins 2. 
I'd say watch that before. Before? I Yeah, I can't. I mean, because I had already seen Gremlins 2 long before Key and Peele existed. So I, I'm... I yeah, I'm trying to imagine what it would be like seeing that sketch and then watching the movie <laughs> versus it, yeah, if you know nothing about Gremlins 2, watch the sketch but then watch the movie right after. Yeah, like immediately after. It's yeah. such a good sketch. Yeah, and then watch the sketch again after the movie. Yes, immediately after. That's your yes. homework. Absolutely. I can't wait to talk about it. Gremlins. Well, Dan, thank you so much for uh, suggesting we do this podcast because I really enjoyed talking about twins. Yeah, I mean, and when else are you going to spend about an hour talking about twins and pretty much nothing but? Literally no other time in my life. No, unless I decide to take an entire class period at school and give a breakdown of twins which I could. <laughs> I'm like, I teach language arts. We could really break down this screenplay and find all the holes. <laughs> but Oh, man. Don't yeah. waste everybody's that, time doing that. So, no, that's okay. That's why we have the podcast, so I can get it out of my system here. But thanks for joining me again, John, and congrats again on the award. And you got the, got the award on your birthday. That's awesome. That's true. That was pretty fun. Yeah. It was and big surprise. Yeah. All right. Well, maybe we'll have some big surprises when we talk about gremlins. I don't know. I don't. Yeah, I don't know. (laughs) 